0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across the Faith FM network, right across Australia. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and...
1: Come on, good morning Lyle, how are you? Starting I am amazing my today. <coughs> yes.
0: Have, amazing because I don't have a croak in my throat?
1: Yeah, for once. It's usually you, that's a bit croakier I <laughs> I've been
0: croaky for like a month Yeah, or you've two. been
1: croaky for a bit. Um, hey, do you know what? One of our listeners texted in their gratitude this morning already. Okay. And you know what, dear listeners, you can text in what you're thankful for anytime, 491 64 Tell us what you're thankful for and we'll share it with the world. And our listener has texted in some gratitude, but it is weather-related gratitude. Okay. So Donna from Rutherford says she's grateful for the rain today, but the problem is, Lyle... It hasn't rained yet. It might not really be raining at all today. Because this is the delayed broadcast introduction.
0: Oh, so it is. Well, it's probably it's probably a dumped down. Let's let's pray that it has yeah. dumped down since then.
1: Maybe since we recorded this, it's been dumping yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, but do you know what? You can actually jump across to the live show. It is super easy. There's a live show happening right now simultaneously yeah, sure as you listen to this. All you need to do is go to faithfm.com.au and scroll to the top of the page and you can press play on the live stream or download the TuneIn app and you can just search for Faith FM Australia and all, once again, just press play. It's pretty easy, peasy, lemon, squeezy. Absolutely.
0: Yep. What are you grateful Simple for that? today? Okay, so I am grateful for new life. We have a new family member.
1: Oh, what? Yeah. Congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you. Is it a little goo goo gaga? No, it's a cow. Oh, it's a moo moo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of those ones. <laughs> <laughs> One um, of our cows just gave birth. Actually, it's not our cow, but we kind of Cast them as our cows because they talk to us over the fence and we talk to them and they let us rub their noses and Aww. they're, 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 they're just the sweetest creatures ever. Um, it's our landlord's cow and uh, a yeah, little little calf called Alabaster.
1: Oh, Alabaster. What a cutie patootie. I hope yeah. you got some photos. Oh, we're gonna yep, put the, we'll put some photos up. Oh, awesome. Good, good, good. We'll put some pictures up of Alabaster on our social media. I am thankful because I'm going on an adventure after the show. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Shell, our, our lovely producer and myself, we're heading off to Sydney. To the Big Smoke. To the Big Smoke. Smoke. I feel like such a hick when I say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to buy. All yourself. I'm gonna be buying a didgeridoo for my uncle in Germany. Okay. Yeah, I've only ever met him once. Oh. Yeah, yeah. When I was 27, cool. so for like half an hour. Yep. <laughs> so I was. Oh, that's gonna him. be awesome. I don't know. We'll be seeing him for the second time in my entire life. And i him how to play. It? Yeah, I'm going to bring him a didge, teach him how to do. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to make the sound, but I don't know how to circular breathe.
0: I was going to say, if you know how to circular breathe, I'm going to be super impressed.
1: Maybe I'll learn on air. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well,
0: stay tuned, guys, because we've got a great show coming oh, up. We know all show. about it. It's already happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do believe we have a song coming up um, about the Lord's oh, Prayer. Oh, so cool.
1: it's in Swahili. I love it. It's amazing. I, this is one of my all-time favorite songs, and Shells played it for us today. I'm so happy about this.
2: Yetu de puliye bingu ni geto ye tuamina baba geto ye tu riye funji na la koeli tukuzwe Oh yetu yesu ye
3: bingu ni re yesu amina baba yesu yesu ye funji na la koeli
2: tukuzwe Tu pelio chako la cheto
1: Oh, how good was that song, Lyle? I love it.
0: <laughs> just for you, Mon. Love it.
1: It's actually one of my all-time favorite, favorite tracks. Genre. I haven't. I haven't. It's not my favorite genre. I is don't not? know what my favorite genre is, okay. but I love that kind of stuff. But I do have a different version of that song. I've never heard that track, but that track was really, really good.
0: Well, just for you, Mon. Just yeah, thanks, for you. Just thanks. to make your day happy. Yeah, hey, thanks. by the way, did you tell us what you were thankful for?
1: Yeah, I'm going on an adventure today.
0: Oh, that's right, of course.
1: Yes. Yeah, you were too busy going back to your cow story with yeah, Alabasta. Yeah, 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 I was. <laughs> Alabasta's a cool name though. Why did you call her Alabasta?
0: I have no idea.
1: Oh, they called her Alabasta.
0: Yeah, but I just, I have no idea. But anyway. <laughs> Let's
1: whatever. hope she doesn't break like Alabasta does. Hey, I have a new quiz today. It's a he. It's a fr- it's, oh, it's a she?
0: He. It's a he. It's a he.
1: Alabasta seems like a girl name. Oh,
0: well, whatever.
1: <laughs> okay, so I have a new quiz today. It is quite difficult I did not have any mercy. I don't care that it's Friday. I don't care that everyone's brain is turning
0: tush. (laughs) My brain is totally mush today.
1: I made it a difficult one. Who am I? Paul told Titus to help Zenas, the lawyer, and me on our way by making sure we had everything we needed.
0: Okay, I'm going to have a stab at this as soon as the song begins (laughs) because
1: I reckon I've got it. (laughs) Maybe you can write it on a piece of paper and show me. But if you know who that is, give us a call now. The number, of course, is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's one 800 324 843, uh, and Lyle does not have a correct. Oh, no, he not get have it. a correct. He took a stab. <laughs> he stabbed way off. I'm very happy to announce Lyle does not know the answer, which means if you can get it before Lyle does, we're going to send you two prizes. I'm going to give you the clue again. Paul told Titus to help Zenas, the lawyer, and me on our way by making sure we had everything we needed. Mm-hmm. give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM and of course jump across to our Instagram, oh. Faith FM Live, all lowercase one word and you can check out clues ahead of time, you can go over the clue again and again and again as much as you like because you can replay it and uh, yeah, maybe do a little bit of Bible study this morning before we get to our Bible study. Even yesterday, we the clue got the, the prize got snapped up after the first clue. Good thing Lyle knew the answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you got a good chance today because yeah. I I yeah no idea. I've no I, idea. Told I took you my w- stab and I have no idea.
1: I told you it was a hard one. I told you I was not going to take it easy. There you go. Hey, I have some good news, actually, Lyle. Mm-hmm. So you know how anytime there's like a heat wave, um, a lot of elderly people die, mm-hmm. and uh, and also, um, you know, this is not just because uh, they're old; and they're not drinking, but also like a lot of dementia. People suffering from dementia, they have a hard time getting dementia patients to drink. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and I'm aware of this because my my grandma had dementia before she passed away, and um and getting her to eat was a lot easier than getting her to drink, mm. and uh, and so. There is a grandson whose uh, his grandmother has dementia patient, and he's come up with an ingenious way to keep them hydrated. Um, it can be very difficult to to try and. F- force or, or convince someone with dementia to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they often, it's, it's almost impossible to argue with them. They won't have a bar of it. They don't remember who you are. They don't know what you want from them kind of a thing. They're very suspicious because, you know, they have memory loss. And so getting them to, to do anything can be quite tricky. And so 24-year-old Lewis Hornby um he first became con- uh, concerned over this issue of hydration um when his grandmother who has dementia was uh, unexpectedly rushed to the hospital because she was unknowingly suffering from severe dehydration mm-hmm. you know and this is you know when uh you know when someone with dementia is perhaps still living at home with just you know a little bit of care uh it can be as simple as they just forgot to drink they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. thought yep. they had but they hadn't kind of a thing yep. and yep. um so as a means of helping out his grandma, he started developing a uh, a solution that he calls jelly drops. So these are a small hydrating treat and he makes them, they're made to look like so you candy. So
0: you get to eat your water.
1: Yeah, so they're made up of 90% water and then a few gelling agents and a little bit of electrolytes. And uh, and so, but he, visually, they look like candy, and like you know, we know old people—they love their sweets and their cookies <laughs> oh, yeah. and their cups of sugary tea. Um, so they and, and dementia patients have a, a, a much easier time eating than they do drinking. Like I said, and uh, they're also much likely to eat something if they believe it to be candy. <laughs> <laughs> so surprise, but he surprise. he's like he's like come at this problem isn't that
0: like with everybody though yeah yeah <laughs>
1: yeah. well he's come at this pro- he's come at this problem from like a like a from a holistic approach like he doesn't just you know create these little candy looking water treats basically like he he presents it in a box so you know it looks like a box of chocolates so it it it's, I don't want to say tricks them or fools them but it gets them in like the, oh yeah I want whatever in that box you don't want to see a box <laughs> of chocolates you, you, yep. you start salivating already he's like
0: I want to try one <laughs> Yeah. of those. In fact, I want to try all of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: One of each flavor kind of a thing. So, you know, um, you know, food starts visually. And so when they see the box, they already get excited about it. It doesn't look like a medical device. It doesn't look like it's a medicine. It doesn't look like it's, you know, coming in some cup with some pills to swallow or anything at all. So it's very um, aesthetically uh, friendly and it reduces stigma around the solution. It reduces stress and it's, it is very successful in increasing its uptake. And when first offered, his grandma ate seven jelly drops in 10 minutes, which was the equivalent to um, uh, – more than a full cup of water, which is something that he said would usually take hours and require much more assistance, mm. and um, and re- eating the whole box would account for around half the necessary daily fluid intake, um, which is astounding.
0: That's fantastic. Can you That's imagine, a like, Great all idea, particularly with the you know the heat they've had in the northern hemisphere this yeah, summer. Yeah, with so many people dying. That's it. And you know, it is mostly elderly people who exactly, die. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And uh, and this is great. You, know, you think of all the nurses who like they spend so much of their day trying to get their patients just, you know, keep up on their fluid intakes, mm. this is just hand them a box of these jellies and keep moving, you know. It's like yeah,
0: massive boost to the economy right there.
1: Exactly, exactly. So uh, uh, Hornby, the, uh, the inventor, he's been recognised by several engineers uh, Engineering awards and medical associations for his innovative health solution, and uh, and jelly drops are now being tested in UK nursing homes, um, and their hopes for expanding distribution in the future. And uh, and yeah, and there's a picture, a little video of them here on my computer. And I, I gotta tell you, they look very appetising. Yeah, bring them on. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a few jelly drops
0: myself.
1: <laughs> I just come to w- work with yes. a bottle full of jelly drops instead of a bottle full of so water. If you, hear that, if you hear
0: that Mon has left Faith FM, it's because she's gone into aged care. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: Stealing candy from old people. (laughs) I would never. Um, Something a bit serious though, Lyle. Uh, So this and this is something that actually disgusts me um, so gender pay gap in a, in a, in any country i can't believe that we're in 2018 and there's still a gender pay gap mm-hmm. you know humans are doing the exact same work and yet they've decided to pay women less than men i still don't even understand the thinking behind it like what is the exact reason behind why they have to pay men more than women. Like, I I still don't get how they've come up with this Um, or whether or not it's just something archaic that they haven't done away with, like, you know, from the 50s when men were the um, bringing home the bacon and women were the stay-at-home mums. But there has been a study done, and this is very interesting. They looked at the top 10 US companies, not Australian, but the US companies uh, that are caring for their employees, communities, and the world. Mm -hmm. So did a test to see which companies are, are companies that care and that, Employees the most happiest at, right? Okay. And so they 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 surveyed the employees. It was over four and a half million employees at a thousand companies across the state. And then they came up with the top ten. I won't bother reading to you because they don't mean anything to us. They're like Edward Jones. Like we've never heard of these places. But they are the are parent companies, such as IKEA, Nordstrom, um, Chobani that yogurt place, Patagonia that um, the place that makes the outdoor clothing. Yep. So the, those. Never, are,
0: heard any, any, yeah. never heard of any. Yeah. Of any of these. But yeah. Well, the parent else?
1: companies are like the companies that ha, that, that, that got the um. The, the ticks. But this is interesting. The one that was the number one was a company called Salesforce, which is a San Francisco-based cloud computing company. Um, It sells customer contact management tools. It doesn't really sound that, you know, exciting to me, sorry. Um, but it's, it's now the second year in a row that it's one uh, happiest company. Um, it's known for its lavish benefits and its family culture among 30,000 employees. But, and this is big, and this is not just for it, but all the other companies as well, they noticed that people are happier, men and women working at firms where they have... Um, Gender equality in terms of pay—it doesn't just make the—and this is not just for um gender, but also race and ethnicity. So it doesn't just make the the women or the um you know the ethnically challenged, uh, ethnically challenged, but the people <laughs> who are who are being challenged because of their ethnicity. Yep. Uh, it doesn't just make them happy; it makes everybody happy Mm -hmm. because when you walk into a workplace and you're being weirdly privileged and you never ask for that privilege but you're aware of the fact that you're getting some sort of bonus that nobody else is getting for no reason other than you're a white male apparently it makes them uncomfortable Mm. and so when they make it even across the board everyone just gets the same amount of pay it makes everybody happy.
0: There you go. Isn't
1: that incredible? And it makes for well, a happier it makes sense. workplace. It makes sense to me. Yeah. It's like less drama if we yeah. just play fair for everybody involved, yep. even those who you'd think would be happy about it. So mm. interesting even little note to companies out we there. Should that today? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, interesting to note. This is 4th uh, with Be Thou My Vision.
0: Don't you love the bagpipes? I
1: oh, love a good baggie.
0: That was uh, Be There My Vision.
1: I think if my brother could afford some bagpipes, he'd probably be learning the bagpipes. Oh, really? Much to the disgust of his neighbours. <laughs> hey, Maybe I, mean, I should buy him some bagpipes yeah, for Christmas and he can drive everybody. Just... <laughs> 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 yes, actually, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> you, uh, you You
0: don't. Um. Don't. Don't get on with the neighbours down there. In, in oh, I don't
1: even know them. <laughs> <laughs> Not my problem. All right, give us another
0: quiz with that clue. I've got to beat this one. <laughs>
1: quiz with that clue, hey? Yes,
0: the quiz with the clue. <laughs> I'm just
1: gonna let you say it back to front. It's fine. Yeah. No okay. At all. Who am I? Priscilla and Aquila Explain the way of God more completely to me. Come on now, oh, I Lyle. should know that one. It is definitely Friday in your brain. Oh,
0: <laughs> okie dokie. It's coming, it's coming, it's nearly there. Okay, if you I'm, think yep, you know yep, the answer, yep, yep, give yeah. us a call. I know who call. it is. I've got it. I've got it. I've give got us a call 1 800 Faith FM, 1 800
1: 324 843. And uh, if you can, Lyle still hasn't written down any names. Yeah, which means he doesn't have it. I know exactly says, who it is.
0: I know exactly who it is. You just don't know the name. I'm just my brain is just too fried to multitask and talk on the radio and 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 drag okay, it out. Okay, I'll of
1: talk. My you write down. Give us a call if you know the answer. One eight hundred faith FM. One 843 Or you can text it's us the answer. It's a Greek name. It's a
0: Greek name. Shh, I know that.
1: Lyle, stop talking. Oh come on. Or is it? 0491-064-669. You can text us the answer. Of course, you can message us. Any of our socials. Uh, they're a little bit slower sometimes. Uh, and then if you get it right before Lyle can. Okay, no, you're too late. Sorry, Lyle. Just right <laughs> Lyle knows the answer, but there is still a prize you can win. Okay.
0: All right, so. What should we talk about today? Should we talk about the bioluminescence party that they just had in Jeppa's Bay?
1: Yes, please. That's so awesome.
0: This is so. This is once again a story that's more along your lines than uh, than mine. This is a positively different story. This was last night, and this was as a result of a celebration uh, taking place by um, noctiluca skintilus skintilens. Uh, who's he? Uh, he's a, uh, a single cell. Um, Plankton-huh otherwise known as a sea sparkle. <laughs> sparkle That's and so He cute. and all of his mates went nuts last night and <gasps> you should see the photos of it. Darn
1: it I've always now I wanted used to,
0: to see one of I used things. to see a lot of this um, when I lived in Tassie. Um, if you were sailing at night you know the whole wake at, yeah. the, at, at the stern of the boat This um, is where the sea would just, glows would just right be glowing
1: yeah yeah oh.
0: but sometimes it goes it, and last night was just off the charts.
1: Where was this?
0: Javis Bay in, in New South Wales.
1: No, man, I could have gone
0: there. A bit of a long drive. It lasted about five or six hours. But you, you, I'll, we'll post up some photos later. Um... People were, people were putting their hands in the water, picking their hands up, and their hands were just glowing. <laughs> greeny blue colour. Oh, And I'm there was so all this jealous. greeny blue stuff just dripping off their hands, you know. And, and, of course, they glow when they get disturbed. So, you'll find them in, you know, in the wake of a boat, the outward uh-huh, motor. Uh-huh. Um, you'll find them along the shore where the waves are coming in. And uh, if you, if you, if you jump in the water, of course, where your foot lands, you'll get this splash of, of, of glowing colour in the middle of the night.
1: That's so cool.
0: And uh, so yeah, they called it a a bio. All, all the locals turned up, and there was about sixty people down at the beach having a bioluminescence party. So that's it was only
1: it's only four and a half hours drive from our from our um, studio. So yeah, you know.
0: yeah, and and, and Jervis Bay and Hobart are um two of the most um two two places in Australia where you get the best. Oh
1: really? I didn't know yeah. it happened in Jervis Bay. I knew it happened in it happens Tasmania. Happens
0: anywhere, anywhere around the world um, at any time. But um, have
1: you seen um have you seen that documentary Glow in the Dark? And uh, it's all about animals and plants that have this sort of glow in the dark feature, which is it's 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 actually quite a new science. It's been difficult for scientists to study um, and to document because we haven't had the technology to really photograph it or videotape it. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, David Attenborough, uh, he did he did it out of his own pocket. Apparently, he did a whole documentary about it, and it is just utterly fascinating. One of the Best Nate docos I have ever seen. I got it out from the library. You should all get it out from the library and
0: watch it. David Attenborough is the uh, most devout atheist who's done more for creationism know, than anyone else I know. I know, know. <laughs>
1: right? But they actually go to Tasmania and they, they film in Taz. Yep. Yeah, yeah. At the, cool. at the beach there. got so cool.
0: Got to, um, got to go and check that one out. Okay, so in Nepal, news coming out of Nepal, a more serious story, they've now made it illegal, and this is actually a very positive um, story, they've now made it illegal to banish women during menstruation. What? Yeah. are we
1: still banishing women?
0: They, st- they still do it here in Australia.
1: What do you mean they banish women in Australia?
0: Um, in in um, certain uh, branches of Hindu culture. Really? Yeah, the Hindu religion. Um, so, of course, in Nepal, this is a dangerous thing because it's a developing country. It's a very, very poor country. And so the women during menstruation are sent out to sheds, huts. They live under tarps or cow sheds uh, with the animals, literally in the doghouse. That's disgusting. During menstruation. And this is uh, a Hindu practice um, that um, is a result of a belief in original sin uh-huh. that, that that women uh, menstruate because of one of the Hindu gods who murdered another god and, the, and and the guilt of that has been then passed on to them.
1: Hang on, doesn't the Bible say something about women shouldn't? should be sent out as well from the camp or something when they had menstruation, like with the Israelites. No. And they had to wash everything.
0: They had to wash everything, yes. Okay. Some, okay, so the Bible talks about some uh, hygiene laws in relationship to menstruation, which, you know, we wouldn't even think twice about today because we are hygienic people. Yeah, in, yeah. You know, in, a, in developed countries like this. Um, but, and you couldn't um, touch
1: her and that kind of thing either.
0: Oh, we're making stuff up now. <laughs>
1: Just checking, just checking.
0: Okay, but in in Hindu culture, in some branches of Hindu culture, there are over 40 restrictions placed on women when they menstruate. Far out. So they can't touch people. They can't touch food that other people might touch. They can't touch water sources. They can't touch trees. They can't touch cattle, any of these kind of things. Trees? Yes, in case somebody else touches the tree. Uh, And they can only eat beaten rice and salt.
1: Well, that's going to give them crazy menstruation cramps.
0: Yeah, so it's a little bit of a um, it's a a bit of an issue here, and uh, you know, it's sort of in some ways it goes along with your story about you know women's equality, yeah, and equality in the workforce, and we talk about the need for sorting that out here in you know developed countries. In 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 undeveloped countries or developing countries, Mm -hmm. Uh, they are um, you know they're a long way behind the the eight ball on some of these issues and they're they're dealing with really basic things such as this. And so now a person can, if they, uh, if they force someone to be banished during menstruation, if they practice this in Nepal, they can now face up to three months in prison. Good. Or a $30 fine.
1: I hope that's, like, 30, like...
0: Yeah, that's a lot of money in the pool. Yeah, yeah. That's a a large Mm -hmm. part of the year's income.
1: Okay, good. (coughs) Yeah, I mean, I think think when any culture attaches any sort of mysticism or wacky spiritual belief to anything to do with a woman's body, it's going to end in disaster. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like... It's just so stupid. I mean, I'm all for banishment as long as banishment is like <clears throat> to a five-star hotel and a lot of pampering.
3: <laughs>
1: I'd, love to, I'd love to go through menstruation at the Hilton
0: <laughs> with room service. <laughs> well, really, in a developed country, it should go the other way because, yeah. you know – us men need to recognize that women you know have cramps and have pain and this kind of stuff during mm-hmm. this particular time and should be especially sensitive mm-hmm. um, when their wife or partner is menstruating and not less sensitive absolutely they were talking about one of the um, what, 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 what one of the aspects to this of course is the emotional strain that it pra- places on women mm-hmm. and how it makes them feel second class it makes them feel dirty yeah, it makes absolutely. them feel and um, of course adds to depression Oh yeah, yeah. Anxiety. Mhm. Um and, you know, just creates an environment where women become second-class citizens. Uh, just because of natural biological functions of their body.
1: I can just imagine that like having to go through um, that week of menstruation, it's, it's already like not so great enough. But then to be <coughs> like chucked out from your community?
0: Yeah. Oh, that, sucks. that would suck. Yeah, it really would. It really, really would. And of course, you know, you think of young girls when they first, um, you know, hit the, hit puberty and, and menstruate for the first time. You get a, a young girl who's maybe 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, suddenly they're banished from the entire family for yeah. – you know, a period of time, that would be really horrific. Yeah, yeah. And that could really mess with a person's head. And so this is a really positive step that Nepal is making. Yeah, good here. on it, Nepal. They are struggling to implement it. Um, and, of course, there's a major education process that is going on mm-hmm. alongside of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but after doing um, significant education of entire community of about 160 people... Uh, they were only able to convince about 60 of them that this was um, something that was really? worth... Yeah, so this is really, really deeply ingrained into you know, oh, their so culture. Silly. And it's going to take them a little while before they can actually... They're
1: going to start with the kids. Yeah, because, of course, the, the villagers
0: are, are terrified... Of, um, of the gods becoming angry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the results of the gods becoming angry Could be disastrous for the entire village
1: Do you think the devil's going to mess with them?
0: Yes, absolutely, yeah. the devil loves to mess with people So yeah, we need to pray for Nepal at this time They are making positive steps in the right direction But right now, this is Darren Percival With
4: In The Sweet and bye. There's a land that is fairer than day And by faith we can see it afar For the Father waits over the way To prepare us a dwelling place there In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore we shall sing on that beautiful shore the melodious songs of the blessed, and our spirits shall sorrow no more, not a sigh for the blessing of rest. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore To our bountiful Father above We will offer our tribute of praise For the glorious gift of His love And the blessings that hollow our days In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore We shall meet on that beautiful shore
0: <laughs> Alright, now we're recording. Alright, we'll try it again. 3, 2, one. Good morning and welcome everybody. We have joining us for our special guest interview this morning on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia. We have a young person from uh, Western New South Wales that i have got to join us uh, to talk about the drought. Now, so often we hear from farmers who have been, you know, on the land their whole life or whatever it might be and uh, really struggling with the drought. But I wanted to get a different perspective on uh, on the drought today. So I'm actually speaking to a young person. Andre, welcome to the show.
5: Yes, thanks a lot for having
0: me. Now, Andre, how how old are you? I am twenty four. Okay, so Andre, you're twenty four years old, and uh, pretty much farming has is, has uh, is, is been has always been your passion, really, hasn't
5: it? It has. Yes, I was growing, growing up on farms. So I've always done it. My sister yeah, always absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah, and 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 uh, if if I gave you the scenario of uh, you know you had to sell up and uh, and move to the city and, and live in one of these you know high rise. Um, human filing cabinets and go to an office every day and wear a shirt and a tie. How would that actually make you feel?
5: Oh, probably one of the worst things I could possibly even imagine, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I resonate with that. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I see
0: your photos every now and then on Instagram of, um, of your office, which um, is usually, usually the view out over the bonnet of the tractor. I'm like, yeah, you know, this, is a, this is a much better lifestyle. But um, things are looking pretty grim out there for farmers right now.
5: Yes, they are. It's uh, extremely dry. It's the driest I have seen it in my lifetime. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, just tell us a little bit. Um, now, you work on a, on a couple of different farms, I understand. Um, whereabouts exactly are you and, and what kind of farming are you involved with?
5: So we're in Narramorn, New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, mum, mum, and dad own a the property. They do livestock and grain production.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And aside from that, I also have another job as well, where I actually work for a farming contractor.
0: Mm-hmm. As and, well. Yep. <coughs> and your parents' property? How many How many acres have you got there?
5: Uh, we have two thousand acres. Two thousand acres, and
0: and so I, I'm thinking, as a young person who, uh, you know, who absolutely loves farming. Um, I'm assuming that you would aspire to, to one day be, you know, running a f- either that farm or another farm of your own somewhere at some stage?
5: Yes, it's definitely always been my dream to uh, take on the, on the family farm. Yeah.
0: Okay, so in uh, in the Narromine area, how long have you been affected by drought for now?
5: <sighs> oh, look, I probably started last year sort of fairly early on, I suppose, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, being drought declared, obviously we weren't, but our crops and all that last year were very extremely poor.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: This year they're not shaping up to be any better. But well, this year we won't even have a crop. But last year we did. But for a lot of people, it wasn't even really in like any sort of gener- generating any sort of income for anyone. Right.
0: So so yes. even though you weren't drought declared, uh, you were not <coughs> being affected by the drought. Is
5: that what you're saying? Extremely affected. Probably no no area is affected as much as what we are now. But it definitely started sort of around the early months of last year
0: mm, mm, mm. now your, your farms out there at the moment um, you know your parents farm you know the other properties that you work on um, you know if we don't if, if, if we go through say you know the next uh, summer with no rain um, and particularly as the heat comes on um, are these properties
5: at risk yeah, well, they are. look, we're already extremely dry now and it's winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, everyone's already running out of sheep feed. Like, I have heard there's only about six months left of hay left in Australia. Mm. Um, as the summer months go on, like, it's going to get hotter. There's no feed. So it's hot weather for your livestock, plus they're already poor. Sure. So, look, it's definitely not good.
0: And are you seeing the impact, um, you know, I think that there's obviously going to be an impact that's going to be felt wider than just on farms, you know, say in the local community of Narromine, um, you know, local businesses and that kind of thing, are they starting to feel the pinch as well?
5: Oh, for de- definitely, for sure. Then. And the sad part too is about them is they're often actually the forgotten side of the drought. Yeah, and so this is
0: interesting is that, you know, we, we hear about, you know, we, we, we get into, you know, we interview farmers here on the radio and and, um, and, 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 and we feel badly for the farmers that are, that are losing their properties and going broke, and you know, the, the, the whole system seems to be just sort of collapsing out there as a result of the drought. But it's interesting you say they are the forgotten part of the equation. What kind of businesses are you actually talking about that are being heavily affected here?
5: Well, you can come Come down to your little cafes and your corner stores, and then you have part supply stores like for machinery and all your utilities and that sort of stuff that you use on a farm. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and do, they, do they have um, do they have access to uh, drought relief as well as the farmers, or is, or is that just for farmers?
5: That's just for farmers. Right. That they uh, they don't qualify for that, and generally it'll it'll affect them just as much as it does farmers. Yep. Yep.
0: Now talking about the drought relief for a moment um, how effective do you see the drought relief you know um, system working from you know from where you're you know sitting on your tractor seat on a daily basis um, and 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 what's your what's your view of how that uh, that whole system is working right now
5: Oh look it's definitely a start what they've done is it's not going to solve the issue by any means and if it, i suppose it's just like a yeah very tiny drop in a big lake Mm -hmm. and it's it's it'll help but yeah it's hard to say look there should be more done like i think there's like there's fifty thousand dollar loans offered and there's twelve thousand dollar package that they're offering out now for the um for your house house utensils and that sort of stuff but that's in two lots of six thousand dollar payments and that only qualifies if you're a couple Mm. if it's that then it's only seven thousand i thought right and so that's, that. yeah, that's, that's not really going to do a lot. And as for the $50,000 line, well, a lot of farmers, as you probably know, already have a lot of debt, and they probably don't really want to add more onto it. Sure, sure.
0: Yeah, and, and talking sure. about, you know, say $7,000 for a single person like yourself or, um, you know, a, another young person that's out there farming, um, you know, or just starting out, how far does that actually go? I mean, a farm, I would think, it would, would turn over large amounts of money, <coughs> In the process of making a living for the farmer, um, you know, is that like, does that, that keep you going for a month or six months or, you know, how far does um, that kind of money go?
5: Look, it, it all depends. It definitely makes six months. For some farmers, they only make a month. Yep. yep. Like, it just, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a great deal. It's like, you said, I suppose a lot of farmers do sort of feel the government doesn't really care. Yep. Yeah. Like,
0: now, we've been hearing about this, um, you know, there's a, there's a number of different charities out there and, and people, you know, and we're raising money here on Faith FM um, for drought relief. Um, you know, we hear about buyer bail and, 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 and this kind of thing. Um, hand feeding, let me, let me ask you about hand feeding, because there's, there's something here that sort of has been highlighted to me is that, you know, we can hand feed our stock for, you know, a limited amount of time. You, you mentioned that we've got, um, what is it, six months worth of hay left in Australia. That's, that's pretty grim. <laughs> um, but obviously, you know, your cattle, your, your, your sheep, and whatnot are going to be still walking around and munching on anything they can actually find. Um, is there a danger that they eat the grass or down to the point that we actually start to lose topsoil?
5: Um, look, there's definitely a possibility in areas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it's not, I wouldn't say it's a massive danger at the moment. It, it, it definitely will happen, it definitely can happen. and you can lose a lot of your um, soil structure in that when the soil does start to blow. Mm-hmm. I would say today though, there's probably not as great of a risk as, it was, as what it was in the past because of different practices and farming and there's less tillage and that sort of thing today.
0: Right, right.
5: So that, that is, that is a less, less of a chance, yes.
0: Yeah, and this is something that I guess that I've been hearing is that Australia, you know, Australian farmers are the best prepared farmers anywhere in the world when it comes to drought. And yet, you know, we're just—we uh, seem to be hitting a, uh, you know, a bit of a perfect storm right now as far as drought goes, which is something that I wanted to ask you about because, um, you know, we've—we've, we've, as you say, you've been dry for a year now, and uh, you know, in drought for a, a lengthy period of time, and we've had a dry winter. Heading into summer, the heat's going to come on. Um, they're predicting El Nino effect. Um, it almost seems that everything is sort of in, you know, combining together. Let me ask you about um, another aspect of the, of the drought that I think has been neglected somewhat, and that is the kangaroo problem. Now, estimates at the moment are that you know, we have, um, was it three to four times the population of kangaroos that we had you know, just 20 or 30 years ago. And of course, they're hungry and you know, going to eat whatever they can, they can find. And are you seeing the effects of this, you know, in, in mine, You know, is, is this something that you're actually seeing?
5: Yeah, no, look, you definitely have. They definitely do reduce your amount of your stock feed availability, and they do eat a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, though, I will say, it is getting to the point now where, like, even they are actually starting to feel the massive effect of drought.
0: Yeah, and I've heard, I've heard reports from further west that, um, you know, farmers are just coming across, you know, um, significant numbers of kangaroos that have just died as a result of oh the, sure the drought. are you seeing that in Narromine?
5: I haven't seen that in narrowman but I have heard of those cases out in England which is only probably about 100 kilometers away from Narromine. So
0: it's not too far away and it won't won't
5: take too too
0: long before you're actually um, you know, because they, they tell us that, that it's sort of sweeping across from the west. yeah and uh, yeah you, it won't be too long before you're seeing it there in, in, um, in Narromine. Now, um, let me let me just get your opinion on this um, climate change. What's what's your thoughts on that?
5: Oh, look, I don't know. I personally myself, I would say I don't believe the drought is a result of climate change. I think if we look at our history and our records, and it, it, we, do, we do see proof of longer droughts. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, I, I do think it's happened before, and I think at the end of the day, we maybe we maybe we were naive we not to think it would happen again.
0: Sure, sure. So,
5: so look, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not ruling out the possibility. My personal belief, though, no, I don't think it's climate change. Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Now, um, during just a, a, a question, obviously, um, <clears throat> you know, you're a Christian yourself, and you know, during these times of events, um, how does how does something like this affect your your faith in God? You know, because there'd be some people who say, well, you know. Um, the, god has abandoned you you pray for rain and nothing happens
5: um how does how, how do you view that kind of a uh a situation oh well, no i don't i don't think god has abandoned us i think sometimes that sometimes it can get you can get hard you sort of think you know it, you know why is it doing this to us and then you also have to remember too that at the end of the day god's in control and he can see the future and see what we can't mm-hmm. and he knows what's best for us as well yeah um. Yeah,
0: and you know, for you and your family, and and um, and, and, and and you know, um, how does uh, you know how important is your connection with God, you know, during really hard times like this? You know, we hear we hear reports um, of a lot of farmers, you know, just um, you know they're, they're collapsing emotionally. They've got a lot to deal with, a lot on their plate. The suicide rate's very high in the bush. Do you see your connection with God as being a really important way of, um, you know, maintaining focus at a time like this?
5: Oh, definitely. It it, uh, definitely does help you. You, um, you know, there's a bigger man in control, and and that you know, you he still has a plan for your life. And at the end of the day, that whatever happens, he still will always be there for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Good. And it's, of course, it's encouraging to hear um, you know this kind of uh, perspective from a uh, from a young person who's a farmer, and and, um, and uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Now, um, just on, a, on 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 another aspect, um, and this is you know something that uh, I remember facing as a young person growing up in Tasmania and being involved in a farming community down there that you know very very different, of course, from uh, Western New South Wales. <laughs> um, much smaller properties um, and very very different crops that we were growing you know working in the apple orchards and and uh, working for a um, working for a man down there who um, when he started in the apple industry uh, was told by all of his neighbors that it was impossible to run a a farm on six days a week and uh, (laughs) he proceeded to then uh, buy out every single other (laughs) orchardist in the area How how do you go with this? You've got a drought happening. Obviously, that's really hard times. Um, And yet, you you know, you're the kind of person who um, you know is is, goes to church and whatnot on on, on Sabbath. Is it possible to run a farm on six days a week? And do you believe that God blesses you know when uh, when we're faithful to Him?
5: Yes, no, one hundred percent agree. It is one hundred percent possible to run a farm on six days a week. And look, my father's been farming ever since he was probably sixteen, and he's uh in his 70s now and he's done a, a, a uh you know kept the sabbath all his life yeah,
3: yeah.
5: so look it's, it's definitely possible um there, there, look there, look i'll be honest there are some things like on saturday that we will feed stock if they are starving oh absolutely yeah but as far as far as, far as that goes everything else is business is normal whether it's a drought or not yeah yeah for sure
0: and uh well, yeah you know, the bible's very clear about that too you know if you, if you if your cattle are under stress, the Bible says on the Sabbath day, you're going to go and feed them. It's not a matter of just, um, you know, ignoring everything that takes place. But um,
5: No, that's yeah. exactly right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Well, look, um, Andre, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, that's right. Really appreciate you coming on and giving your perspective on the drought in, uh, in western New South Wales and Naramine area. And, um, yeah, we we look forward to, um, you know, obviously we're going to be raising some money here on uh, Faith FM. Um, And, uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, talking again sometime and finding out how things are progressing there with the drought.
5: No worries. Thanks for that,
0: That was Andre Svensson uh, from Narramire, New South Wales. Um, You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia.
2: Sorry, I let fear and doubt in. As though I was an orphan, as though you didn't care, as though I walked alone, as though no one finds before me, as though. that you find
1: said than done but there's a program called forgive to live designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness so if you're keen to take that first step head to forgivetolive.org.au
0: hey mom do you believe in miracles
1: If God can change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles.
0: Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community.
1: Oh yeah, how?
0: Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together.
1: Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening?
0: Bible studies start at 10am, service at 11am, and guess what that's followed by?
1: Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales.
0: Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile.
2: to Faith FM Positively Different Radio